Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. So what is it uh, that our uh, our esteemed leader is going to be doing as far as the uh, ISIS uh, killers returning to Canada is concerned? Uh, Canadians who decided to join the terrorist group that threw gays off rooftops and sexually assaulted little girls and traded them and set fire to people in cages. Got to counsel them. Mr. Trudeau says they have rights under the Canadian Charter, so he's going to counsel them. So I wrote a blog piece, uh, you can find it on uh, on the uh, webpage of the Chorus radio station you're listening to on my show page. I wrote a web piece, or at least a blog piece, um, yesterday about what other countries are doing about their uh, terrorists. And the United States, England, Australia, France... They've issued directives to their special forces units that uh, their citizens who are former members of ISIS or currently still members of ISIS or prescribed to the subscribe to the philosophy must not make it out of Syria alive. So their special forces have been sent out to hunt them down and kill them. Mr. Goodell says Canada doesn't have death squads. Fair enough. We'll talk about that tomorrow. With me now are the beauties, Catherine Swift, working Canadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale at lindaleatherdale.com. She is uh, vice president of Cambria, Canada, and Michelle Simpson, the former seatmate to the aforementioned prime minister of Canada, former liberal member of parliament at Michelle Simpson. I don't know why I brought that up, but (laughs) I guess I was looking at something we're doing tomorrow. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm, I'm fine. Good. So now that we've got, that's usually a male conversation. Did you know that? That's what guys, guys, guys conversations are very brief. Hi, how are you? Good. You? Fine. Yeah. It's over. After that, we have nothing left to say to one another. After that, it becomes uncomfortable. (laughs) Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are really into this today. (laughs) <laughs> what do you have lots to say Robert. yeah let's why don't we start with uh why don't we start with the are you there Catherine where's Catherine where's miss Swift yeah I didn't hear her no, oh, I didn't hello. hear her either so can hello? we let's let's call are you there Catherine there, I am I'm, I'm getting a bit of an echo what something oh stop complaining off. <laughs> well, the problem is I'm at this I'm at the Ontario PC convention and I I tried to find I, I think I've succeeded in finding a quiet place so oh, good. somebody else hey, would you would, would you agree that what they ought to do one of the first things they ought to do is remove the word progressive from the party name? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, the thing with party names is they have a long history, you know, and and um 
it's funny. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at all the machinations to change national anthems and so on, it's it's, it's much harder to do than you, you might well, think. they managed it in, uh, in Alberta. Oh, yeah, well, they did, but not... They managed it federally. <laughs> not for good reasons. They wanted to jettison yeah. it for, for problematic reasons. Anyway, let me ask you this. How's it gone? How's the... Uh, How's what you've been hearing from the progressive conservative party policy convention uh, impressed you or failed to impress you? Well, I, I, I'm not surprised. So I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be wildly impressed just because I'm not surprised. I expected a lot of the things they're talking about. I think what, what they've done is they basically put their platform out today. And, and we got to remember, you know, this is we're, we're more than seven months away from an election yeah. in Ontario. So that's a long time, you know, to in politics and it's very early to put a platform out so i mean he's been patrick brown's been criticized a lot for not having the platform out and so on and so forth but he's actually putting it out in considerable detail very early why wouldn't he why wouldn't he why wouldn't he allow the issue of uh, carbon tax to be discussed to be debated to be part of the policy discussion well i think i think listen you know you can debate a lot of different things but the problem the problem i think is to sort of try to contain the bozo eruptions, you know, what tends to be called yeah. bozo eruptions, which in the past have sunk, uh, you know, have sunk the Conservatives in Ontario. And they were foolish things to say, for sure. But he, he What, like it's going to cost you 100,000 jobs? Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. That was one. But, but what he's done, and again, you can argue with it all you want, but... You know, other parties do this, too. This is by no means unique. He has squelched debate in some of the areas that he feels, at least this is my take on it, that he feels there might be bozo eruptions. So, so again, you can argue with it all you want. Um, but basically, though, even, even the carbon tax, and again, I'm not defending it, but he is offsetting it. So it's not going to be a tax ground like it currently is with the Liberals. Yeah. It is going to be offset by income tax reduction. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet my candidate slate, also known as the Bozos. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully they won't be rough. <laughs> oh, my God. A.K.A. the Bozos. Wow. Okay, now let's get to some of the issues that we, we, we said we wanted to uh, discuss. And one of the issues is that Canada, the Canadians' household debt levels in this country, if I'm understanding this correctly... Uh, household debt levels in Canada are higher, is this right, than any other country? Absolutely. That's it, what the report said, yeah. Yep. Highest in the world. Highest in the world. Well, Linda, this is your baby. Well, okay, but first of all, I just want to go back to something. I've been listening to the show today, Roy, and freedom of speech is something we need to keep. So damn the bozos. I want to know more about the carbon tax, but on that note, I'm going into household debt. Something Patrick Brown should be concerned about as well. This OECD report, it does not surprise me. Roy, you and I and Catherine and Michelle have been talking about this issue forever. But to see it come up that our, we're now at 101%, um, we already know we owe more than what we bring in at disposable income. Now, this is a, this is a national study. This isn't, got, this isn't just Ontario, Quebec, no, or BC, no, or Alberta. This, this is, is national. national. This is national. Yeah. So household debt to GDP, which is really economic growth, is at 101%. And in the United States, it's only 80%. In Germany and France, the ratio is 60%. Italy, 40%. 
we are the leader in debt. And we've been saying this. And, of course, we have seen a very, very strong real estate market when we all know that the subprime melted down in the United States. Um, certainly they had their fallout. We didn't. And Toronto and Vancouver, as you know, went on to hit record. I don't even know anybody can afford a home in those two cities. We have a foreign tax now. We've got mortgage uh, clampdowns because we believe that so many young people have taken on more than they can can control. And if values were to fall, they were they're, they're going to hit the wall. They're going to hit the debt wall. Okay, so we keep saying that though. We keep saying if yep. if if yep if now. So what is the likelihood that if becomes reality? Remember, right about this time in two thousand and seven, ten years ago, right. everybody was skating pretty freely. Everybody was feeling comfortable. Life was good. The yep. economy was good. The world looked fine. And then two thousand and eight, and somebody found that underneath the carpet there was no floor. Exactly. Well, one thing I will say about the real estate market here in Canada, we have an influx of offshore money still pouring in. It has cooled down sales, uh, certainly, but the values may be a little bit of a dent down, particularly in Toronto and Vancouver. So the jury's out, Roy. But let's just put it this way. If young people start foreclosing, they can't afford their mortgage anymore, there is going to be, it will be a recipe for disaster. Yeah, because the older people are getting out of their houses. Many are. They're downsizing, unless you're a, a property baron like Catherine Swift, and you've got homes everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, you know, the, you most, know the most powerful the woman in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I think is going to be the trigger, though, is, is the next economic downturn. Yeah. Yeah, considering, of yeah. course, nobody ever predicts them precisely. But we tend to have one on average every decade, give or take. Yeah. And we, our last one was 2007. So what does that tell you, you know? Well, when you, when you look at the market, when you look at the market, in the United States market, when you see the record after record after record being set, and we know that on the other side of the, uh, the curtain, things ain't looking quite that rosy. Um, are we stepping on the carpet potentially without a floor underneath it, Catherine? Well, I, 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 it worries me a great deal. And funnily enough, and I haven't read the detail yet, but I did see on some something on my on my phone today about not just consumer debt, but indebtedness of government is also number one in the yeah, world. This was a yeah. new report. So we have consumers indebted up to the yin-yang, governments indebted up to the yin-yang, and, and that is such a recipe for disaster in so many ways. We're, our governments are spending like, not all, but most, are spending like mad now when the economy is growing. What do you do when the economy goes into a, a downturn, which well, invariably will? Well, the phrase, the phrase too big to fail is not going to exist anymore. No, no. It's, it's, a, it's a big worry. And, of course, timing. Nobody ever calls the timing exactly yeah. right. But it, uh, it, it is a huge, huge worry. Michelle, what worries you about, uh, I don't turn this into a negative situation, because people are making money and uh, the market is going. Well, that's a lot better than if it were down around 6,000 points, which, it, which is where it was 2009. Um, I think 2009. What's your assessment, Michelle? Well, Roy, a lot of people use the word if. If this happens, if that happens, it isn't a matter of if, it's when. We know that it's going to happen. And again, Catherine made a good point. We don't know exactly when, but we're fast approaching 10 years, and it tends to be, you know, every decade or so. And I think uh, Canadians are in for a real jolt. We used to, for many decades, be the savers. 
That's right. The world. That's right. We were. We, we used to put away, and the government would be saying, please open your wallets, open your bank account. Get off that lumpy mattress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now we've, we're doing the exact opposite. So I think we're in for a real shock. And government, did you, did you think the government, you're a former liberal member of parliament, is now, and you sat with Mr. Trudeau, so you're intimately familiar with his brilliance. Um, do you, nobody's laughing, do you, uh, <laughs> do you foresee that, never mind who the, who the party in power is, whichever the yeah. party is, do you foresee capability or capacity uh, to, to forestall any, if in fact happening? In other words, does Ottawa have the have the have the backup, have the resources to handle when if becomes now. I I don't believe so. Not without doing the shell game. Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's just more debt. It's, and we saw yeah. we saw Canada. I mean, you, you know, we're very complacent in Canada. We saw Canada in the mid nineties there, as you may recall, almost hit the debt wall. Yeah. I mean, this is not an impossibility for us. Right. We have seen that. We we have seen ourselves flirting with disaster before. Yes, we and, have. And we're right up there again. Well, as Linda points out, uh, that we were uh, that this OECD report shows that Linda, we're the uh, we're the highest indebted nation in the world as far as families are concerned. Family debt is concerned. So. For, as far as family debt, absolutely. But I think. Catherine, I like you said you saw something on your phone that in government, the same scenario. Yeah, there was some report came out today. And like I say, I haven't had time to really Okay, but, yet. But, but, but let's go but back. Gov- government indebtedness yep. as well as number one. But let's go back you know, to the 1990s, yeah. Roy. Catherine, yep. you and me at a table with Paul Martin telling him, get out of debt, get out of debt. We won that war. We are right back there. And well, Paul Martin, Paul Martin said, I'm not in debt, you are. <laughs> they, also, yeah. they also stole almost $60 billion from the EI account and downloaded a whole whack of stuff and did. the provinces. Absolutely. Yeah. But at least, at least from but the least Ottawa point of view. we balanced the budget and paid down debt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, we have to say it was a half win for us that they listened. But they're not listening right now, and it is worrisome. Okay, so John Iverson, and I want to talk to you about this when we come back. We have to take a break. John Iverson writes a, a column. Uh, in the National Post, I, I really, I really admire John Iverson. Uh, so he wrote this column: Canada's wealthy may have started a tax revolt, and Ontario is the first to notice. This isn't about Ontario; it's about Canada's wealthy saying, "Hang on." So we've had Mr. Morneau and his shenanigans, and the attack on the middle class. You know, Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Morneau talk about the middle class. I don't think they have a clue what they're talking about. I think yeah. it's just. I think they're just the phrase has just been thrown out there, and they just love repeating it. They don't have a clue who the middle class is or what it's all about. Anyway, John Iverson writes: Canada's wealthy have started a tax revolt, and Ontario was the first to notice. So when the wealthy say, "I ain't giving you my money," uh, and they do it legally. Where are governments going to get their money from? Because they don't have any. They just take ours. Stick around, please. You listen to Green. green. You might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
I, uh, I have a question for Justin Trudeau. I really, this really belongs in tomorrow's segment. But how, how do you how do you propose to counsel the uh, ISIS members who return to Canada? Well, what's that going to consist of, Mr. Trudeau? What's 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 your plan? Because I remember during the leaders' debate en français in 2015, Gilles Duceppe of the Parti of Bloc Québécois said to you after you said something ridiculous about uh, about terrorists. He said, "You know, you can take the picnic ba- ba- hamper and a rose to uh, to Syria and sit down for a lunch with with ISIS, but I don't think it's going to turn out very well for you." Anyhow, that's for tomorrow. Catherine Swift at WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale at Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson at Michelle Simpson, Beauties and Beast. So John Iverson writes, "Canada's wealthy may have started a tax revolt, and Ontario is the first to notice." Catherine, what what is uh, you're the economist? What is John writing about? I mean, I read it, but you tell it, you explain it to us, please. Well, well, it was just it's just because, and this is well documented in tax literature around the world. It typically, when any taxation rate gets above fifty percent, in other words, you're paying the government's taking more of your money than you get to keep what you've earned. Uh, and this is how, this is now six provinces in Canada are over fifty percent. Um, you end up getting very aggressive tax planning. To the point where people, you know, they they are very creative in finding ways to keep their own money. And what happened, and this isn't just Ontario, Ontario was the latest, but the feds, they expected 1.2 billion more than they actually received, even though they increased taxes on those evil rich. In Ontario, it was 2 billion short. They got 2 billion less than they, this is serious money. Alberta, Alberta has also cranked up the top rate. And they're going to find when they do their – the Ontario statement just came out recently, so that's why we were, he was talking about Ontario. But this is going to be the case in other provinces as well. And frankly, that is highway robbery. Over half of your money, that's just a disgrace. And I don't think anyone should be blamed for saying, gee, I'd really like to keep, uh, you know, about half of what I earn. <laughs> yeah. Um, Linda, thoughts? Well, absolutely. You know, and the underground economy, think about it. Right. Tap, tap, tap. It grows, grows, and grows. And, you know, it still infuriates me, and we've discussed it, that they're going after the small business entrepreneur, and yet the Panama Papers and others have shown the real culprits are the really, really rich. And I don't blame them. They make their money, and it's insane. But it just also drives me crazy because in the end of the day it'll be the middle class and the small business job creators who will pay. Michelle? I agree with Catherine. I think the tax revolt anytime you 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 get less than half. I'll split I'll split with the government fifty fifty. But the minute I dip below fifty percent, it's over for me. Mm-hmm. And well, it happened with Bob Ray mm-hmm. yep. in Ontario. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So well, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to stop because we're right at the end of the show. No. Yeah. No. I, know, I know. Time flies when you're having fun. And we were. Yeah. So, we'll, I'm going off to a tree lighting, Roy. Christmas. Oh, wonderful! And you're the you're the chair of the Oakville, Ontario BIA. The Bronte yeah. Harbor BIA. Yeah. Oh, Bronte Harbor. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, have a great time, and we'll talk to all three of you next Saturday. Absolutely. Please, for sure. And the beast. Toodaloo. We'll come back in a minute.